Welcome to the Teed Up Stories podcast for the month of February. Happy reading week. I'm your host, Eric DeLang. This month's episode is Travel. This month on the show, we've got a song from the new Atlas. They just released a new album. But before that, stories from my time in Portland. Stay tuned. Well, it's reading week, and like all good Pacific Northwesters, I took my vacation in Portland. Here's how it went. It's Thursday evening. I get off the Bolt bus and I'm greeted by many familiar faces. Bearded white people, hip Asians, cool ethnic types. I arrive at my hostel, check in, and go right to bed. Friday morning I wake tired and sore. My two-inch-thick mattress and my one-inch-thick pillow led to much tossing and turning last night. It's a wonderfully diverse group of people in this hostel. People with accents. People telling big, semi-true stories. Old people. Beautiful people. Everyone seems to have milk and yogurt. I want to ask the three college-age girls beside me where they got access to a fridge, but I'm afraid they might think I was flirting with them. I would be, but still... Friday morning and I'm walking through the Pearl District during my first Portland morning. I pass the Chutes, Rogue Brewery, Powell's Bookstore. Wax mustaches are a thing now. I take note. I pop into Buffalo Exchange. They're selling the Timberland boots I've been hunting for for months. Of course they're affordable and just my size. As I continue walking through town, a weird hippie-looking girl passes me. She seems sad. I judge her. As she passes, she smiles at me and says, You have good hair. Thanks, I say, like it's no big deal. But it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Five minutes later and I can't stop smiling. The weird Portland girl thinks I have good hair. I belong here. It's mid-morning now, and I'm circling the same block for about 20 minutes. I'm trying to decide between that cool-looking cafe and the more predictable stump town right beside it. As I circle, I keep stopping at the showtimes for the living room theater to choose a movie for tonight. Do I choose the movie I've been dying to see but couldn't find anywhere, or the local Portland movie I've never heard of? There's a certain kind of sadness that comes from not having the thing you want, A whole other kind of sadness comes from having everything you want and not being able to choose between them. I choose Stumptown. I wouldn't be cool enough for that other place anyway. (music) 
I sit on the nice couches in Stumptown for over an hour, sipping my Americano just outside the Pearl District. There are glasses and beards and middle-aged women who still look and act very young. Somehow the post-structural, up-tempo house music fits the atmosphere perfectly. I discover that the reasons I always get the jitters from coffee is that I drink it too fast. This coffee you don't want to drink quickly. Every small sip is so perfectly satisfying. I could be here for another couple hours. In the corner, the intellectual with the thick, clear-framed glasses, red beard and comb-over, reclines on his petticoat, pensively reading an old book he just plucked from the massive bookshelf wall behind him. Oxfords, Chuck Taylors, desert boots abound. I smile down at my clerks. These are my people. I'm home. Evening of day one. Of course Powell's had the very book I was looking for. And for three ninety-five too. When did this place get so cool? How is everyone here so kind and thoughtful and intelligent? I don't know if it's the beer talking, but this is the best place in the world. Saturday morning, I take the streetcar to the Portland Farmer's Market. I see the three girls from the hostel there. I pass them three times. Each time I try to say hello, each time I fail. Shortly after these passing, a man begins yelling. I am a prophet from God and the Lord Jesus Christ, he yells. He begins calling out people for being terrible and not accepting Christ's forgiveness. The message those who are perishing. If you reject this message and you reject the Lord God's offer for salvation. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't care. You're evil and you will burn in hell unless you accept forgiveness. That is your option. Your only choice. There's a surprisingly little amount of animosity towards him. A young man walks by me with a simple smile, leans to his wife and says, Sounds so angry. And he continues to browse the market. A beautiful moment happens when an older gentleman approaches him, and I overhear, Yeah, so if you just try to sound a little bit nicer, you might get your message across better. Our prophet goes back to yelling. I find the lack of retaliation interesting. It's as if all of Portland is saying, What's that? Heaven? Hell? These pears are delicious. As the angry prophet begins making his way through his thoughts on Buddhism and Hinduism, I want to go ask him, why he sounds so angry, what he's trying to accomplish, why he's doing this, but I'm afraid he'd label me as going to hell just for asking. I'm afraid I might believe him. But he was killed by wicked people. Why? Because they're wicked, just like all of us. Myself, I am no different. I Shortly after this, a group of young filmmakers gather around him and begin interviewing him. He begins to smile and calm down, look into the camera and answer their questions. A man right behind me smiles and says, Oh, vanity. I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes. So I commend the enjoyment of life. 
because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. And joy will accompany them in their toil all the days of their life that God has given them under the sun. Day three. I'm coming to the end of my time in Portland, and I've seen everything. Each person I pass is yet another perfectly crafted icon of self-expression. Each individual a deconstruction of dominant fashion trends and a bastion of authenticity. Every bar is perfectly unique, affordable, friendly. I'm trying to understand this. I'm trying to get to the bottom of how any one place could be this cool. How do I do life the way these people do life? What do they have that I don't have? Has Portland discovered the secret of the universe? Or have they discovered the even deeper secret? That there is no secret to the universe. Karl Marx said, religion is the opiate of the people. Well, in Portland, opiates are the opiate of the people. In addition to the many brew pubs, bars, and licensed restaurants, everything else in Portland also doubles as a bar. But no one's overdoing it. They're all just taking in the many pleasures around them. Good food, good beer, good friends. That's when it dawns on me. Portland isn't asking to be labeled, classified, or even understood. My friend Emma says that people from Portland don't wear skinny jeans, have manicured beards, or cool glasses. Those are the people that move to Portland. The people from Portland wear hoodies, or just whatever they want. Portland's not asking people to change or conform or be in a certain way. Portland is just... being. Legend has it that the first hipster was someone who walked out the door and said, To heck with contemporary fashion trends. I will wear what I want to wear. And that movement died the moment someone else said, I want to look like that guy. We spend so much time trying to better ourselves. Once I get a wax mustache, then I'll know who I am. Maybe if I convert enough people to my religion, then I will finally feel accepted. Maybe if I just had the courage to talk to those hostile girls, I'd be a real man. Once I move to Portland, I will be fully myself. Thomas Merton said somewhere that a man doesn't go to a monastery to gain something he doesn't already have. He goes to a monastery to realize he already has everything. That's Portland, the mecca of the millennial generation. And it doesn't have any secret that isn't accessible to everyone. As my friend Dave says, Portland is a state of mind. I'm backtracking after going the wrong way on the max, and there's an older Korean lady who's missing some teeth. We're going through a dirtier part of town, and she remarks, What a beautiful sunset. Only God could do something like that. Then she makes a face as a big gray building obscures it. And only a human could do something as stupid as that, I say. And we laugh.
podcast today you heard the voices of my dear friends well i guess it was mainly me this time if you'd like to remedy that situation you can send an email to eric.delang at mytw.ca with any songs stories or poems you'd like to share with the show this amazing intro and outro music and all the background beats were provided by josh dower if you've been listening to the show and haven't checked him out yet you basically have to He's found at soundcloud.com slash D-A-U-E-R. The song Martha was written and recorded by the new Atlas as part of their Barnyard Sessions and produced by, you guessed it, Josh Dower. Talented guy. They have a brand new EP out. 
check it out for free, and pay what you want to download it at thenewatlas.bandcamp.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe with iTunes, tell your friends, share me on Facebook, and be sure to contact me, Eric DeLang, at eric.delang at mytwu.ca if you have any songs, poems, stories, or comments you want to share with the program. We'd love to have you.